0: You know, because I got hurt, I'm going to believe that. It's, it, like, it's like a subtle creep in. Like, this wound hurt me. And that doesn't mean that the results of every wound or every perception you get from a wound is bad. And that you're always looking at the world wrong ever mm-hmm. since that. But it is like you have to question it. It's actually interesting, too, because it, it ties to our psychology, right? You talk about Absolutely. how it's much easier... The brain imprints better. I think. I think this is right. It It imprints much better on the negative situations you run into, right? Because of the fight or flight, self-defense mechanisms Uh the brain's wired to do. So when you get wounded, your brain is always looking for a reason to to say that thing that wounded me is dangerous, Mm -hmm. and I need to stay away from it. And if it doesn't make sense to you, like you end up having to create a story and a narrative. Welcome to Hope Forward with Matt and Pat. I'm Matt. I'm Pat. And this week we're going to talk about wounds. Wounds. Bloody wounds. Bloody. (laughs) Not those type of wounds, right? Not those type of wounds. What type of wounds, type of wounds, what type of wounds will we be talking about, Patrick?
1: Emotional, spiritual. We can talk about some physical wounds
0: that can lead to that, like there's
1: abuse that obviously leads to inner wounds, but... Mostly, I think what we're going to cover today is what we would consider inner wounds, wounds of the heart, wounds, wounds of, of the, the mind, heart, wounds of the mind. You know, I think I think
0: wounds are what hold a lot of people back. Oh yeah, yeah. Why, why do you why do you think wounds hold people back? I think it. That's a rhetorical question. I'm you know. dumb, but go ahead. <laughs> It's a rhetorical question.
1: You're dumb. You're not dumb, and it's not rhetorical if I'm answering it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: I think it holds people back because wounds help shape your perception of reality.
0: Wow. Like and Inception.
1: Sure. That's a great movie. Yeah, it is. It's a very good movie. Noted yeah. Inception.
0: Yeah. And wounds.
1: Yeah. I think they help shape your perception of reality in two <laughs> ways. They, they help shape your perception of your reality and who you are and I think they help shape your perception of reality and what you think and see about the world and in others. So if you were, this is a common wound that I saw as a pastor, a father wound. If you had someone that was either a neglectful dad or, a, or a just absent dad or whatever, it can shape your view of God because the, the proper names of God, in Christianity anyway is Father, Son, Holy Spirit, so that can create issues.
0: Father, Son,
1: and Holy
0: Ghost.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Holy Ghost is how we Southerners talk about the Holy Spirit.
0: But. Speaking of Southerners, I got a debate about what type of tea is best, and it was obviously sweet tea because we're from the South. Anyways, continue. That's not really a debate. <laughs> exactly. I mean, <laughs>
1: but, um, you know, I th- so you see wounds like that, like father wounds that help, that shape your perception of, maybe men or dads in general. Or moms. And it can shape your perception of moms or parental roles. But it can also shape maybe how you respond as a father if you're a man. Or maybe you overcompensate in some way and it's not healthy for the child because you end up spoiling them or right. or, you're, or you are so wounded by this that you feel like you're not a good dad. And you, so you, so you operate out of fear because you don't want to be your dad. And Which ends up becoming, you know how it is, a catch-22, you, you sort of become what you don't want to become, yeah. top deal. There's a lot of wounds, though. There's a lot of things. You you can be wounded. Like it's,
0: uh, it was, uh, what is it, the term, self-fulfilling prophecy? Yeah. Yeah, the fear of the wound becomes the, the or, or the fear yeah. of becoming the thing that caused the wound, you know, actually makes you become the thing. Right.
1: <clears throat> Not always, but can. And, I mean, you can get wounded at work. You can, I mean... Uh, that's what OSHA is for, by the way. That's right. That's physical wounds. That's right. <laughs> and uh, thank God for OSHA. <laughs> um, but, I mean, uh, you know, if you feel underappreciated or you you have a, a boss or a colleague that cuts you down or whatever, I mean, there's all kinds of wounds. You get wounded growing up and you don't even realize it, and wounded at school by kids that make fun of you or jab at you. And, I, I mean, look, I'm not trying to be a – a nag. There's a fine line. I mean, you know, in our family, you better be good at sarcasm, right? I mean, we're just sarcastic with one another. We joke, that we jive we do this, we do that. I didn't learn that very well. It took me a while. Are you being sarcastic? <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, and I don't think things like that are wounds because you know that people are doing it in love and we're just jabbing each other. But, but I but think, not always, right? No, so it, sometimes it, it, it can go too far. Yeah.
0: And and I'm 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 one of those people that take it too far yeah and
1: um you know i'm sure i am too and the same the same the flip side of that coin is i'm also one of those people i've learned this about myself and wounds is i'll continue to joke around and be sarcastic about something that really has hurt me instead of telling someone like hey man that's really i really don't like joking around about that that really is personal to me i'll just sort of brush it off because that's sort of the
0: texan way the how we were sort of raised you know and and. Well, yeah, yeah, I mean, I do that a lot. Ashton actually gets. There's, there's some wounds that I've had in relationships and stuff, and like right. I'll make these. Uh, I call them dark jokes, right? right? You know, like I'll make these kind of like. Um, they don't always land right, right. <laughs> on the audience, but I think they're hilarious um, because I'm like, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Hey man. Yeah. Some so, people
1: made a lot of money against comedians doing dark jokes. Yeah. yeah.
0: So it's a, yeah, but like, I think the wounds, they have that, that, that right. conversation. So rolling back a little bit, you know, you talked about wounds shaping perception and I always love like, um, reading, uh, Marcus Aurelius's uh, meditations and there's mm-hmm. like some parts of it in that stoic philosophy where where it talks about like you know <clears throat> perceptions are not truth. And like that's a realization I think that a lot of people have. And so when you talk about how wounds shape your perception on things really what it feels like what happens is is people get hurt and they end up accepting that as truth. Like that's a fact, right? Like I was mistreated, so right. so I am not important, and then you tell yourself that over and over again, as when it becomes your truth, right? Um, so, so, what was so Aureli-
1: Aurelius was getting at is try to separate yourself, or at least, I mean, because not all perception is false. Sometimes, <laughs> not, your not perception all perception is, is the false. truth.
0: In, in that particular context, if I remember correctly, I think it was it was largely him talking about like. You need to question perceptions, you know, because perceptions right. are like one-sided. It's not—it's not a universal truth. It is your truth, right? Per se, but it's not a universal truth, and and you should think about that. Like, right. you know, perceptions okay. are everything, right? But but that's kind of what we're. I think when we talk about healing, right? You mm-hmm. know, when you say I've been wounded, and you know, talk about the church, right? Um, <clears throat> I've had this. You know, I grew up in the church, and then this this one thing happened. And so like the church must not be good. It's all right. bad. And that mm-hmm. wound kind of becomes your truth that the church is bad. The Holy Spirit's bad or, you know, this religion or this group right. or whatever, this community. Wh- God left me. God wasn't there. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All that stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, so you're, that becomes kind of what your, your, tr- your truth, what you believe in. And that's fair if that's what you believe in something like that. Right. But then <clears throat> that's, it, it's not necessarily a universal truth, per se. Like, we can avoid the whole science debate real quick. And, and then just be like, you know, that that's your truth, but that's not somebody else's truth. But it is shaping how you're interacting with right. the church in that example. But that whole example is the same for, like, I see this all the time, and like, it, just like even today, right? Like, people fighting at work, people disagreeing over things. This person's out for my job. This person doesn't care. They don't right. want a partner. And I'm like... Do you understand like you know, their perception, where they're at? And what's interesting is because they've been wounded in those <clears throat> conversations and partnerships in the business setting before. Mm-hmm. they're you know their guns out, knives out. Hold, you know, mm-hmm. holding other people mm-hmm. with this because they're wounded and because their perception is that is an aggressor, that is an attacker. And it doesn't matter anything that that person does, like the second they mess up, that they see it through that perception right. filter. So it's it's wounds.
1: <clears throat> right, even with the church, they're taking an incident that right. they happened at church for them, and they're
0: making yeah. a blanket
1: generalization about.
0: Right, and, and it's not cognitive. Excuse me, it's not intentional, right? It's It's not like you wake up and you're like, you know, because I got hurt, I'm going to believe that. It's it, right. like it's like a subtle creep in where mm-hmm. you're like, this wound hurt me. And that doesn't mean that the results of every wound or every perception you get from a wound is bad <clears throat> and that you're always looking at the world wrong ever mm-hmm. since that. But it is like you have to question it. It's actually interesting, too, because it it ties to our psychology, right? You talk about Absolutely. how it's much easier the brain imprints better i think i think this is it It imprints much better on the negative situations you run into right because of the fight or flight self-defense mechanisms Uh the brain's wired to do so when you get wounded your brain is always looking for a reason to to say that thing that wounded me is dangerous Mm -hmm. and i need to stay away from it and if it doesn't make sense to you like you end up having to create a story and a narrative around it, right? Mm-hmm. Which then you say is your truth, and that must be true. But then when that doesn't align with other people, right. it just kind of falls apart. So it's very interesting the 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 effects of wound, I think, mm-hmm. is what's really important. It's yeah. not that the wound happened. Like, you want to prevent certain things, and you want to live a life of avoiding certain things. But wounds can, can have if not healed correctly, have a very negative consequence on how you approach your life and how you think about it. Right.
1: And sometimes recognizing something as a wound is, I don't want to say good enough, but it's, it is good enough to at least allow one to, to move forward. Like recognizing, okay, I feel this way. It's valid that I feel this way. I am hurt. I have, I do have guards up. I have trust issues or whatever. I also recognize that, um, it's a wound. And so I can step back from my perception and, you know, try to move forward and work with that as a pastor. We would often, we have often, we, I say, we, me and guys that I've worked with or done, you know, what we've come to find and to, to use the, to use church language, like people that struggle with sin or, um, downfalls like anger, lust, um, addiction, things like that. Which downfall is your favorite? My favorite? <laughs> None Just of kidding. them. <laughs> you know, a lot of times the that's a symptom of a wound. It's right. a symptom of the the quote-unquote sin <laughs> or the quote-unquote bad action. And it's not that I don't believe in sin, but I'm saying, you know, I'm, I'm trying to, you know, or something that others don't like, the addiction, the the anger, the, the resentment, that's a symptom, n- not the real problem. The real problem is that they were wounded in some way and that it's led to that. That was their coping mechanism. So yeah. uh, uh, this is a good example. <clears throat> uh, I, I, uh, somebody that was just super angry all the time. I've dealt with anger issues. Um, I, I guess everybody does at some point in their life. People get angry but i'm talking like deep anger where you just have this tension in you all the time will come to find out that when they were growing up they experienced not they experienced obviously cuz they're still alive but they were around an experience of somebody that died mm-hmm. and they were young that
0: was me <laughs> i thought i turned it off that that was, yeah, yours is fine that's what it was me
1: um and so what they did was they internalized that they experienced this death, not their death, but they were around a gruesome death, mm. um, car wreck or something. I don't remember, but it was. But but like they saw the the gruesomeness of it, right? It wasn't right. like oh, I just heard about somebody dying in a car wreck. It was pretty close, right? And so they internalized that, and instead of someone helping them walk through the grief and helping them walk through. Like it's okay to be angry that this person died. It's okay that that um, that you're not okay that they died in a car wreck. That the circumstances there were some circumstances surrounding it. I don't remember. I don't want to say a DUI, drunk driver, but it was something like that. And so they internalize it, and so they just became an angry person. Right. And and you come to find out that their anger is a symptom. And this was part of it. there might have been some other issues, but this was a major part of it where it started right and so So no one ever walked with them through grief, through their emotions, through what this looks like to give them a different perception. They were just angry about it mm-hmm. and and what it was was it was a a deep sense of a lack of justice and a deep sense of um guilt mm-hmm. that they lived, you know mm-hmm. and so you find that wounds, or I have found, I should say, that wounds, or are, are that issues, I should say, are a lot of times are rooted in a wound of something mm-hmm. that happened in the past.
0: So it's it's essentially saying that... So there's two there's two thoughts that are running in my mind. So in that particular case, though, you talk about a wound being rooted in the past. Mm-hmm. Do you think in those types of scenarios where they carry forward and, and do those types of things, do you think that's a signal that... <clears throat> a wound is not healed. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah. I think, it, I think that's a signal that, that they're still, that they're still wounded. Right. And they haven't dealt with it. Right. Now you might still be wounded. Even if you deal with it, you might still feel the sadness, the grief. And, but I do think that you can be healed from emotional and psychological wounds and emotional wounds. I think that you can move past things to a point where take death. That's the easiest example where like so you know my mom died she died of cancer but you can get to the point where like I'm sad she's gone I'm not happy she's gone but I'm not angry
0: yeah I mean it doesn't it doesn't affect you in a like, right it, it doesn't <clears throat> keep you from functioning That's
1: right it doesn't keep me from living life she wouldn't want that she'd be mad if that happened Yes yeah, she would she would <laughs> and um but you want a pot roast? <laughs> yeah, that was her favorite line. Right, no matter what happened, she could cook you a pot roast. I don't know how, but um, <laughs> but uh, I'm still sad. There are still days that that I think of her and get teary-eyed it, in my truck. A song will come on, something, or Taylor will do something, or I'll see like the girls, and you know how happy Mom would be to see these kids, and just and I get a little sad. But 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 that's it. But it's like I'm sad. I'm sad that she's not here. Yeah. And that's okay. That's I don't mean like to get healed from wounds doesn't mean you don't recognize real emotion.
0: Well you don't feel them, them anymore. That you it's don't, not that you don't feel them anymore. <clears throat> it's, it's right. It's that they don't they don't they don't mess with your your functioning, it doesn't mess with your perception, it doesn't lead you right. down a road of 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 not living your life to its fullest. That's it doesn't right. it doesn't hold you back. You're not handicapped. That's right. It, her death has her loosely. death hasn't
1: aff- right. Her death hasn't affected me to the point that it's made me catatonic or unable to live life, unable to go forward, unable to search for goals, unable to do things because, you know, it hadn't made me angry, made me bitter, yeah. hadn't made me hate God, hadn't made me like, mm. you you know, no, you know, oh, I can't trust anybody because, you know, she was a good woman. If it shouldn't happen to anybody, it shouldn't happen to her and blah, blah, blah. I mean, that doesn't mean I didn't wrestle with those questions, but... Thank God, I had family and I had friends, and you know, and I and I was also able to. I will say this a little bit different than like the example I gave of that person that that experienced that wreck. I had a we had moment, we had time to prepare ourselves, and that might have made a difference too. Yeah, with her. Yeah, it was. We knew she was dying. We were able to spend time with her, and so I want to be sensitive to people that have experienced like tragic, dramatic death yeah that's different than what I was able to experience yeah so I was actually able to maybe even get some healing yeah you're, some you're yeah
0: you're able to get the closure kind of that's right through the process versus after the fact right so but <clears throat> but, but that's you, a good exa- that death, yeah. death
1: is just a good example because it affects everyone Yeah, that's an example of everyone will be wounded by not death. the Terminators well they're robots Exactly. I mean they die they just yeah. don't care because they're robots John Connor is their Lord and Savior that's true. <laughs> and Arnold Schwarzenegger, whatever whatever person he was named. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um but the other thing that was interesting is um you know, when you were talking about like wounds not healing, and I have an opinion on that, but I'll get to it. The but it's also you you kinda were describing like healing from it, healing, quote unquote, or or reconciling or whatever you want to call it. But it's almost like there's a <clears throat> the way you, you kinda talked about is there's always it feels like there's an intentional step of vulnerability to get through your healing of That's, a wound mm-hmm. that you have right like like you may not realize it like this happened to me like there's some things I've had to process and like it's I think about them sometimes and they're thinking and it kind of like you said like I think about it sometimes and it it still kind of breaks you up it, not not as bad as it used to and I wouldn't say that I'm not not healed but there are times when I look back on it and, you know, I'm like, you know, that thing's causing me a lot of stress. That thing's hurting me. And I think like, yeah, I just feel a weight. Right. And I realize <clears throat> I'm just not being vulnerable about it. Right. Yeah. I'm not like letting it be known. I'm not talking mm-hmm. about it. I'm not sharing it with my wife. I'm not, you know, opening up yeah. about it. Right. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. And it's not because I'm not trying to. Mm-hmm. It's just, you're just like, Oh, well I guess I do need to like, it's kind of like, I always kind of envision it like, like, I, I tore my ACL, right, when I was younger. Um, and, you know, bad weather happens sometimes, and you get the achy joint, you know, and, oh, yeah. and something like that. And that's kind of how I imagine it, is like, there's wounds that you just kind of get hit, and you're like, ah, it's just life, move on, right? right. And then there's these other wounds that kind of, like, shape you, right? Mm-hmm. And, and you have to, in coming back to kind of one of our first episodes, you have to choose how that wound affects you. Right. You have to question the perceptions it creates. You have to like process it. And you have to sit with it and you have to choose what it does. And, and I find sometimes that it's kind of like that achy, torn ACL, right? Like those types of wounds sometimes are going to stick around for your entire life. Well, because they've and, affected you for the entire life. Right. And you're not going to see them. And, and you may have to continue to make that decision that right. it's not going to affect you in a negative way. And you may need to be vulnerable about it. But being vulnerable about it doesn't mean sit in it and just be a victim of it, right? It's, it's you know just know like oh hey, you know what? Like that hurts right now. That's a that's a that's a weak spot, right? That that didn't feel too good. I'm going to have to sit with that a little bit. And that happens to be from time to time, and I think that's part of understanding wounds, right? I think that's the one key thing is you have to you have to know why this hurts. It comes back to, I think I talked about one <laughs> podcast is like, ask the question, why, uh-huh. you know, like sometimes I'll find myself really irritated or really upset and I'll start like, right. do why, why, why? Oh, I'm really irritated because that happened yeah. to me once. And this feels like that's all over again. Like somebody the other day at work was like, we're talking about headcount issues and like who gets the new hires and it's going to set the pace of who's going to get promoted because they have the most people. And I'm just like, why do I feel so irritated about this conversation? And it's like, oh, well, most of the new hires were supposed to go to me, and now they're going someplace else. Well, why does that make me mad? Because it feels like that's Mm -hmm. just a kind of a simple, like, I guess I looked out and got screwed, but like, no, it kind of hurts. Why does that hurt? And then you just kind of go down that path, and you're like, oh, it's because, you know, and I don't know how your this, organization
1: this is set up, but why does new hires? What does that have to do with
0: promotion? Promotion should be on that's, based on your work, right? That's a different like can of stupid worms. Okay, um, <laughs> sorry, I've apparently <laughs> hit a wound. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no, no. that's more of a pet peeve. Um, it's that that's that's my annoyance in how we think about things. Um, that's just well, my culture. So yeah, so to but, your but point. to your point, but like why I was frustrated, it actually had nothing to do with work. It it actually had to do with like this. This wound that I have faced multiple times from being a, like, team's first mindset or Mm -hmm. people first mindset or this first mindset, which means that, like, I'm not going to go in and be egotistical and make it all about me. I'm going to be willing to say, I see the gains I can get from this, but I can see the gains that we all can get from this. And so it's better for me to kind of take a step back and let this happen. And you're like, oh, that feels really noble. It is. But how about you do that for two or three Five years you know you and then you're just kind of like wow i'm just taking a beating right and so you're like kind of wounding yourself and then you, you feel that frustration and you're like who cares about me why am i not loved <laughs> right you know the golem comes out my precious
1: um well you don't feel like your loyalty is being <clears throat> rewarded quote-unquote yeah. rewarded yeah and well and, and, and not that you not that anyone should be loyal because based on the
0: reward they'll get, but I mean, but it, work, but it is, but it is sort of all loyal like, because you right. And I, and I think that's where people get stuck because yeah. they're like, well, we should take on these, these very good virtues, you know, and, and we should feel like rewarded for those virtues right. and those types of things. And then when you don't, you get wounded. Right. And mm-hmm. then you, and like using that in this context, you're like, well, that, that didn't work out. Why would I value that? Right? right. I've actually had conversations with people like you're an idiot because you don't think about your scorecard in terms of the amount of money you make. Right, like I've had people talk to me that way and like tell me that, and they're just like, my scorecard is how much money I can make and how much I do. I'm like, you're a freaking idiot, right? Like,
1: I said something similar to that the other night, and my sister-in-law had to call me out on it. We were sitting around the table, and um, we were talking about um, somebody was asking me about Cornerstone where I work, and oh, you work with you work with your two brothers, and we were talking about math or something. Do hard like, right? And I was like. Oh, yeah. And I just said, yeah, they're a lot smarter than me, uh, which I, I genuinely do believe. I'm yeah. like, yeah, they're smarter than me. And, and she was like, no, they're not. I was like, yeah. She's like, no, y'all are all intelligent. It's just in different ways. You like books. You like theology like that. She goes, but that's y'all your, are all smart. That's and your I, participation I, award. Right. And I, <laughs> I said, <laughs> I, said I, feel like, uh, I feel like if I was smarter, I would be much more successful. Yeah. And she was like, you are successful. You're a good dad, you have a good family, yeah, but I was thinking, yeah money, but you, yeah, but starting you, a business i would i would i would have my family in a better financial place, I would
0: have done something else with my life, you know, but that's a that's a wound that you feel, right because <laughs> at some point you probably like not saying you did this like as a comparison thing, but that's that's actually why people talk about you shouldn't compare to other things, but whatever but, absolutely, but at some point like yeah, like <clears throat> something like. Something did happen. Like a wound could have been like you know. And, hey, like I see my brother. He's fairly successful. He's he's doing really well. He's got his business. He's jet setting, doing some crazy stuff. And then like I'm over here, and I'm just like, well, like you know, I've got this going on. It Just feels like I suck, right? Right. You know. And and, and, and it and, wasn't and a pity party. I just said it no, in it's, passing. It's, I was yeah. like, I'd probably be more successful if I was as smart <laughs> right. as they were. You know. Right. Like uh, I was right. <laughs> yeah. And it's but but yeah, <laughs> but that like, but for some people, that does become like a pretty big wound, right? Because. Yeah. Because it's, you know, wounds cause insecurity, and then insecurity shows up like that. Exactly. Right? And then you're just like, crap, right? I like
1: what you said about vulnerability, because in physical wounds, a lot of times the first thing that you do is what? Clean the wound. Yeah. Well, to clean the wound, you have to be, I mean, as a a symbol, you have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to open it up a lot of times to clean it. Yeah. You have to be willing to look at it, open it up, it's going to that alcohol on there, whatever the doctors use, sometimes it's going to sting. It's not necessarily going to feel good to clean the wound, but if you don't clean the wound, it festers, gets infected. Yeah. Gangrenous, you know, it can spread, you can become septic. It's a lot of ways with inner wounds is the vulnerability. You have to be willing to open up and say,
0: this is where I'm hurt. Yeah. But this is, this is actually why I think abuse is so bad, right? Like emotional or physical abuse. It's terrible because, because of it, it's not so much that the wounds that you get from it are so deep but it's that it's continuous that's right and because it's continuous you don't have the time to heal and that's why like the answer is you have to get out of the situation or you mm-hmm. have to do something else and this is why i actually think it's really bad for kids because it's like they can't leave right they can't get out of it like well that's di- that's you know? that's
1: a different sure like you shouldn't get out no i'm no I'm saying yeah that's not you, you're you not even to me, if you're in an abusive situation, you're not even to the step of trying to heal. The right. Road. Right. You're you can't in, even get to a, that. step. Right. You have to get out of that situation. Right.
0: And you may, you don't, you may you feel know? powerless. You That's can't right. That's what i But, the, but this is why I think that like, you know, I think people take for granted like mental health and, and those types mm-hmm. of things, because I think they don't understand that. Like, it's not about how severe those things are. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, It's about understanding the dynamics of it, right? Like, just using abuse as an example, right? Because it's something I've faced. It's, It's a situation where, like, it doesn't matter that, you know, for this person it was really bad and for this person it wasn't. It's the fact that, like, It still creates the same wound of insecurity, this uh, lack of control that you, you know, these types of things. And then you experience the wounding over, 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 over again. And then you don't get away from it. You can't get away from it. Something happens. And then, and then it again shapes your perception, it shapes your mind. And when you're exposed to that for years and months and things like that, and you don't get a chance to step away and experience a new truth and again cleanse the wound, you know, apply antiseptic, do those types of things in a mental way to do it. You you start you're programmed, right? And you got to get reprogrammed, and and that's where I say I think that's why people don't understand when you talk about deep wounds and stuff like it's a road because that you know it's hard to to right. to just to get get back from that you know.
1: And you can't and just like a physical wound, you can't even begin to treat the wound until a lot of times you open it up, right? And so when you have these wounds that you can't get out of or, you know, you've learned to just internalize them, like I'm very bad or good, however you want to say that, at internalizing everything, and all it does is lead to stress. And I end up getting, like, rashes, and Lindsay's like, what are you stressed out about, you know? Yeah. And um, That's nuts. Until you 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 get rashes. Yeah. You know, my job is one where I work crazy hours, Mm. so it's probably a lack of – it's a general lack of health. I need to lose weight. I need to sleep more. But then I'm really stressed out sometimes about work because we need to land jobs. We need to, you know, and I take that serious because if I don't win work, then no one eats. Yeah. And then you have stress at home. Not not bad. Like my marriage is fine, but but it's just stress, stressful situations. And sometimes it's just, and, and then I don't talk to anybody. That's the thing. I don't ever talk to anybody because I feel like
0: I'm burdening them. Yeah, it's weird. I don't That's know. why you pay for it, because then you don't have to care. You're just to you know, be like, hey, like I, right. I, I actually had my one of my, I, I like, I like the term mental coach, cause, as opposed to the counselor, because there's stigma. But like, you talk to them, and like I, I think I had mine this last Thursday, right? And like, I, you know, and I'm always like, <laughs> before I like get into it, I was like, first of all, I know I'm paying you. <laughs> but thank you for listening to me complain <laughs> <laughs> you know because that's actually what it ends up being a lot of it's 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 just it's just throwing it into a black hole and you know and like that's why people write that's what they journal but yeah. yeah that sort of thing but but yeah a lot of that wound processing is, right. is just being able to using your voice real it, it, right. you know realizes it right like and I think that's part of the thing it's part of being vulnerable is speaking it so it's true right? Like not talking about the thing you went mm-hmm. through <clears throat> allows you to try to self doubt that it happened. Right. And if you do that, then you're never going to heal from it. You need to put it out there and be like, it's a fact. Right. And it's your fact. That, that's the other key thing. Because I think one of the things I struggled with, with, you know, some of the abusive behavior that I experienced was there was a period in my life where I actually questioned if it was even true. Mm. Right. Because it was just like, it's not meeting the definition of abuse that somebody else has. Mm-hmm. It's not meeting the definition of what somebody thinks a wound should be. Like you're not like, you're just weak. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. Right. Like if you were tougher, that wouldn't bother you. Right? right. Like it's not like that. And that's the wound, right? Like it's, it's, you know, whatever. So you, talking about it, speaking it, I think it helps.
1: I do too. I also think not putting a timeline on it because there is real tragedy in the world. Yeah. There is real victimization there is real hurt, and when so I don't want anyone that listens to this to think that when we're talking about wounds, that we're talking like next week. You should open yourself up, be vulnerable, get to cleaning it out, and be happy-go-lucky. You know, some of this stuff takes time to unwind. Some 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 of the stuff, abuse, a lot of things, are tragedy. Well, and and, and yeah. what, the reason I'm using wounds is just like as we're coming up to Memorial Day, just like sadly, a lot of our soldiers carry, I mean, Memorial Day is for those that died. I get that. But a lot of our soldiers carry the wounds with them the rest of their life. Yeah. That they've endured, right? You lose a leg, you, you've you lost it. They have to find a way to go forward and live life. And a lot of them do it very successfully. Live full lives, fuller lives than me, do more stuff than I'd ever do. You know, I mean, there are guys to look up to and girls to look up to. It's the same way, though, the inner wounds. I mean, you're going to carry Some stuff's going to happen. You're going to carry it with you. You're not just going to not carry it with you. That's not what I'm saying. Well, and you
0: know. it's, it's imprinted. Like, again, right. I'm a scar. Right. I'm just scare. trying to say that,
1: I'm not being flippant with I, I want I want people to know that we're not being flippant with our language of be vulnerable, look to be healed of it. We want you to be hopeful that you can be healed of it. Yeah. But don't be down on yourself if, like, you're still struggling with it. In a year, even mm. or two. I mean, well, was, a lifetime. Like that's what I say. Like it's like right. the,
0: it's like the achy bone. It's, right. It's, there's some some a lady going to stay there. Forever. Right. There's
1: a lady in our town that lost their daughter when she was like seven or eight. Right. She had a she had a sickness, a yeah. rare blood sickness, and died. Yeah. There are times that they will still get teary eyed about her death. Yeah. Like no one expects them to ever be happy about her death. Yeah. That's not what we're saying, and that's not. I just want to make that clear. Like, that's not what I'm yes. saying when I say get healed of wounds. Yeah. However, they have been able to go on. They've had more. They had more children. I mean, they're all adults now, but had more children, lived a full life. That doesn't negate that they lost their daughter. That doesn't negate that they still love their daughter. That doesn't negate that they still grieve that the, that her that, that that she died. Yeah. But they were able to somehow put their lives back together and let it. Let that tragedy shape them to be better people, to be better parents, to enjoy the the time that they have with their kids, mm. because they have experienced not having time. You know, and so I just like I, I'm not being flippant when I say people can get healed. But the but the flip side of that is, and I, and I don't say this flippantly either. I do believe people can get true healing, mm. inner healing, mm. from wounds, and I think it's important to to seek that out and to try to open yourself up. And, and, you know, being a pastor, like asking the Holy Spirit to come in and show, show me, show me these places where I'm hurt so that you can help me walk through this, help me in my grief, walk with me, show me how you love me, how I, how I was loved through this, Mm -hmm. how I might've been a victim or wrong was done to me, but, but that you aren't happy with that either. Right? Like some of my greatest healings as a person, came when I realized that things that were done to me, that doesn't mean God was happy about it either. Yeah. And that brought great, just to me, it brought great peace to me, like, okay, it's okay for some things not to be okay. And for me to say, that's not okay, and that helped me move on, you know? and but that's that vulnerability and that's that willing to cleanse it up. That's that willing to open this up and really grieve. See, right. I think a lot of times we, we can, we confuse grieving with just being sad Yeah, and being sad. We just internalize it now, you know, and so we don't want, to, but grieving is really a process Yeah, and you have to be willing to walk through that process and you can't put yourself on a timeline of, well, so-and-so Pat Cheney's mom died. He seems to be doing okay. And, She's only been dead 6 years. My my dad died 15 years ago and I still can't seem to get over it. That's okay. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah. No, just take just keep moving forward. Have hope that you are moving in the right direction. That's where our hope comes is that day to day we're moving in the right direction. And here's another little curveball and I haven't yet flushed this out so I thought it'd be a good thing for us to sort of talk about. Are you healed from a wound if you're using it as motivation? Is that healing, or is that still hanging on to it? Because part of me is like, if it's what motivates you, maybe maybe that is the process of healing you from those wounds.
0: I'm definitely in that camp. But if it's the mo-
1: <laughs> and, and 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 you're successful and and uh, I mean a good as not just a, not just at your work, but as a dad and a family man, and and so that's what made that's not you, but I'm saying I, I know other people that and it's like, you know, there's a sense where if you can. Turn that around and say, because of this I w- I'm going to do better. maybe that is the maybe that's that doesn't mean you're not healed from the wound because yeah. it's your motivation. I guess that's what I'm trying to say, just because yeah. something motivates you that was bad so
0: that I don't do that it, doesn't mean you're not healed from it yeah i think it's it's how you I think it's how you think about that right mm-hmm. like i think if if you're wounded and then you say like I'm never going to be like that person. Right. Right. I'm never going to do that. So I'm going to live my life this way to prevent that from ever happening. That's fear. That's fear. Yeah. You're not trusting yourself. Right. And, and, and like, and that's something I went through to be clear. And I realized this and I was like, mm. you're not trusting yourself to be you. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. You assume you're predisposed to the things that that person would do. Right. You think that you'll take the same actions that hurt you you need to give yourself some faith, <laughs> you know, you're smart. Yes, you're wounded. Yes, you're going to avoid that. You're not going to do something. But don't, don't live and do activities because you're fearful of that. So here's, here's, a, here's a great example of, of what this okay. looks like, right? <clears throat> when I went to school, right, uh, my, my, like, when I, I changed my major a ton, <laughs> right? Who did? But when, when, hmm. I, when I first started Texas Tech, I was accepted to School of Psychology, right? And it was because I was like, I'm going to go get my PhD. I'm going to become a counselor. This is what I'm going to do because, like, I'm going to prevent this from ever happening with, like, other people, right? <clears throat> this is this is what it's all about. Like, I've been through this. I've kind of experienced this. This is what I'm right. going to do, right? And I met very many people who had a very similar rationalization about things they went through like Mm -hmm. i'm going into social services because i experienced this i did it right and that's not wrong (coughs) it's not wrong but then (coughs) excuse me what i as i kind of reflected on what am i good at what it what what are my talents my strengths my values what i do i was like Man, I'm losing a lot if I just do that. <clears throat> I'm not giving credit to my creative mind. I'm not giving credit to this. So I changed my major to architecture. <clears throat> Big regret. Um, <clears throat> the uh, I actually love that class. Um, Architecture's not, hard, man. Not not enough, right? Um, right. Well, I, I sidebar. I was like, I'm not going to finish the architecture class. I'm going to change my major again um, because I don't want to work, you know, 50 hours a week. <laughs> what do I do? <laughs>
1: You work 80 hours I a do, week? I do. I did. it. Um, <laughs> I would have <admit> Congratulations. <laughs> you're not working 50 hours a week. <laughs> yeah, I,
0: you're right. I did it. I told my teacher the truth. I'm not working that much. Um but the uh so yeah, and and I was like, "Oh, I'm not doing enough talents." And so I did that. And then I started doing that. And I was like, "Oh, I really don't like this." And then and then I kind of got sucked back into this thing again where it's like, "Well, you need to do something for people. You need to you need to make sure people are safe. You need to make sure that stuff never happens." And so then I like I changed the HDFS, right? And then I got kind of more involved in, in the Wesley foundation. Cause I was like, well, your dad's a pastor, you know, you need to do that too. Right. Like you, you know, these are good things. You should do this and prevent these things and you, you know, you should be the thing that you deserved. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. what happens. You should be the thing that you deserve. So yeah. you're not a wounded victim. Right. And what this pastor wants to tell people is you should be the thing God <clears throat> calls you to be. Correct. Right. And, and that's where, and that's where I say it's a great example because I think in those situations, the way that I was framing a lot of those things was based off of you're wounded and you think that your purpose and your calling is to stop the, that type of wounding mm-hmm. from others. Mm-hmm. And in many ways it is. It's like, yes, if you, if you know better, don't go repeat the, the, the same thing. Right. But I kind of started reflecting on it and I was like, you know, you're not at peace because you're not thinking about like – your life the right way mm-hmm. you're spending all this effort and all this time about how to compensate for your wound how to how to make your wound feel better how to justify you as a person because you're insecure and you feel like you have no purpose and things like that because you have so many wounds
1: so you were living out of fear
0: right exactly in, in, in a way that, there's a lot of other things but you're focusing so much and so that's where i'm like it's not powerful right that's actually paralyzing right? Your wounds, your wounds are, even though you're doing these good things, even though you're like, I'm going to go be a counselor. I'm going to go participate in these things. I'm going to go try to preach the word, or I'm going to do these kind things. You're doing a lot of great things. You're doing a lot of stuff, but guess what? You're doing those because, you know, you fear being wounded and you fear that wound happening again for others and, and stuff like that. And that's where I was like, and eventually one day I just kind of clicked and I was like, you're being a dummy, right? Like this, that's, you're, you're doing the wrong things. Like to really heal from your wound is to not let it slow you down, to not stop it from your creative talents, your gifts, the things right. that have made you, you let your wound shape you, let it helps help you become you. And, right. and like, think of yourself as a sculpture. And that wound was just one of the chisels that knocked it, knocked the piece off. And that shaped that Right. And then there was a positive experience, and that positive experience knocked another shape off. And so the wounds and the positive experiences and everything that you see and the relationships you have, they're all these little chisels on that stone that make you who you are. And when you you start seeing it that way, you're like, this wound has given me a talent or it's giving me a strength that I can lean on to do something. But it's not the entire sculpture; it's just part of it. Right? right? There's positive Well, that's and the negativity.
1: switch from using from it mm. from it being fear-driven to motivation-driven. Right.
0: So then, because it's forward. not your identity, then right. So then, fast forward, and you're like, well, mm-hmm. then if you if you use your wounds to move forward, are you still strengthened? Well, I still think about my wounds, right? Like I still think about them. Like, like there's a lot of times at work, and this is where I say I think it's kind of a little bit more of a strength, which is like <clears throat> I'll look at a task and I'll feel. You know, maybe it's around personnel management or something. And I'll be like, God, I I really don't want to go to a one-on-one right now. (laughs) Like, that person's going to complain. They're going to make, you know, stupid comments. They're going to, like, you know, not realize they're being, you know, unappreciative of me. They're not going to, like, because they just don't have, like, good (laughs) communication skills. They're just, you know, like a bull in a china shop, as one of my friends say. You know, just these dumb things. And But then I stop, and I'm just like but if you were them you know you would want to know that you were heard you know and you know what it feels like to not be heard and and that's enough for me to be like okay shut up let's go and go into the right. room and finish it and and that's and like again i've been wounded by not being heard so i want to make sure people are heard and so yeah i'll be like i'm going to get over myself sure. and still hear it out but i don't i don't live in fear that like oh but if i don't spend You know, the complete 30 minutes in my one-on-one with them, then I'm a bad manager. I'm just like, if there's nothing to talk about, we're done. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, well, but that's, you know, it's, it's the overcompensation. That's two different. It's not two different roads. It's the same
1: road, but it's different lanes. Right. So, so recognizing your wounds, opening up, being vulnerable, moving in a process of being healed from them is one thing recognizing that you've been wounded in one way so as to motivate you not to treat other people that same way. That doesn't mean that you haven't been healed or are being healed from a wound. That's that actually, I think is sign of being healed of that wound because you can, you can recognize that things were done to me or, or has happened to me and I want to try to avoid that happening to them. Mm -hmm. I mean, we do this all the time as parents right? We, we understand things from when we've grown up, good and bad. And so when we're parents, we, we think, oh, I say we, I mean, Lindsay and I do this. We, we have had these conversations when we like want to deal with Taylor and the next step. And, you know, God help us because she's our oldest. So mm-hmm. Elijah might get a much better road because we're sort of having (laughs) to try it out on Taylor, right? (laughs) And so we just don't know what we don't know. Yeah. But, excuse me, but we, we have these conversations of, man, we just don't want to make decisions that wound her identity. Yeah. We're going to make bad decisions. Yeah. but We're going to make mistakes, but but we don't want to make the type of mistakes where it affects her confidence, how she thinks she's intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Like, or at least make if we at least if we do make a bad mistake, we wanna be able to be the parents that can go to her and go, Taylor, we're sorry. We we you know, I was wrong in that. We yeah. thought this we thought that this was good for this reason and it just wasn't, you know? And you know, and, and have the and be humble enough to say, Hey, will you forgive Dad? I'm I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do it. I didn't mean for you that will to happen. You I'm
0: your father. <laughs>
1: when I say jump, you say how high. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, but I mean, so. But I think what, your example about work. I think that's. I think that goes back to what I was saying or asking. It was a good example, I think, of using a wound to motivate. Yeah. Out of your woundedness, it motivates you to treat other people better. Because, like you said,
0: sometimes. If it gives you wisdom.
1: Sure. Sometimes it. doing things out of good motives is okay. I don't want to say that. But, like, to, to use your example of, like, so I was going into the ministry because I didn't want this. That. You know, if you're going to go into the ministry, I want to tell people if you, if you think about going into the ministry, don't do two, it. <laughs> <just> no. <laughs> I think everybody's in. First off, I think everybody's in ministry. Yeah. Even at where you work, I think you're in ministry yep. to your people. But let's say vocationally, right? Let's let's just use the American uh, system vocationally where we have pastors that get paid, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of doing that, this is just an example. Two things. you, you First off, you can't be motivated out of just obligation. You, your, your first motivation has to be out of love. And I want to say that, that that has to be for anything. Like your motivation for wanting to listen to your dude out of 101 in some sense, was motivated out of love because you were like, I know that I want to be heard. I want them to be heard. That's a loving act. Yeah.
0: Well, like I know I can so work so my need, job. I don't want them doing it. Right. So, you <laughs> you need
1: to, so we need to be, when I say you, I don't mean you, Matt. I mean you generally.
0: The royal you.
1: <laughs> the royal you. You need to be motivated out of love. And secondly, whatever you do in life, sometimes you do things that you're not called to because it just needs to get done. Yeah. You need to pay the bills. You need to do this. Great. There's nothing wrong with that. That's wonderful. But you don't need to look down on yourself. But when it comes to big things that you feel like this is, this is who I am, you, you better be called to it. Yeah. You better have this deep sense of this is who I am.
0: Yeah. You, you know, gotta because be co- if you... Well, you got to be committed at that point. Right. Because if
1: you do it out of a sense of just, well, I just have to muddle through and do it, you, you'll be able to do it for a while probably, yeah. maybe
0: even a long while. But man, you'll be miserable. Yeah you know? Yeah. Um, but, that, but that's where I like, I, you know, I've heard people be like, oh, I'm going to become a teacher. I want to do something like that. I'm like, oh, well, what's your motivation? You're like, well, you know, I was like all that money, baby. To I, was, make that I was, you know, I was, I, I didn't really like how my teaching happened or, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. have this. And so like, I think I can make the world a better place. And that's not a bad thing. I completely believe in that. I think that's sure. a great motivation. But again, it's, are you more effective doing that because you've gained wisdom from reflecting and healing from the wound or are you actually less wise and more ignorant and just trying to compensate for it? And that's, that's where I get at. Like I think I grew a whole lot as a coach, as a person, Mm -hmm. the second that I stopped trying to go do that intentionally. Mm -hmm. Like I stopped when I tried to, when I stopped making that my vocation and I started like, building skills and thinking about things like 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 people at work they'll be like matt i don't like you're so good at building bridges like oh you're so good at dealing with this tense conversation like how do you how do you Mm -hmm. deal with that i'm like well you know my parents didn't talk to each other i coordinated the visitation between them you (laughs) you, you know what i mean like like but but you but you connect the dots and you're like well that was a wound and that was frustration (laughs) but it but it it gives you wisdom to understand perspectives and people right sure and and that's the thing i think if if you're when you're pattern matching Mm -hmm. but like this environment seems a lot like this wound i had Mm -hmm. right if your response to that is okay i know how to handle it i would say you're probably healed Mm -hmm. if your response to that is man this really hurts and i feel like i need to like pull away i don't think you're healed right like that's kind of my litmus test. Right. And, and sometimes you're like, Ooh, that kind of, hurts. like today I had somebody in a one-on-one and they were, Mm -hmm. they were a little spicy and I noticed my facial expression was kind of like (laughs) shocked. Right. And it was like, and I was just like, wow, that tone just kind of really, you know, that, that hit me in a spot that felt weird, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I uh I get that a lot. It's not what you say, it's your tone or your facial expressions. You know, it I I think that's a I think that's a sign of healing from wounds too. I mean, to sort of take it to a spiritual level again, you know, what what Satan meant for evil god can use for good. Yeah. And I think that that's a wonderful it's a wonderful seed almost of, of things are going to happen to us, but good can come out of it. And if you uh, open yourself up and you, and you allow yourself to be, to be vulnerable, you allow yourself to look deep at these things that have hurt you and, and to try to move past them or to, to see, not just move past them, I don't mean move past them like, oh, whatever, but I mean try to go through the process of healing so that you can move past them or at least use them. I think that that verse is very apropos to anyone. What what Satan meant for evil, God can use for good. And God will use you for good. And like you said when you were moderating between your parents, God has used that for good in the business world with the people that work for you. Yeah. You know? And I think that's, a, I think that's wonderful. And, and the point of this podcast is I think that's where people need to look at their wounds and be hopeful about it like where has, where have I been wounded in the past, but I can see today either how I'm healed from it, how it's made me a better person or how it's changed the way that I treat and love people because I know yeah. that I don't want to act that way. And that should bring you hope Yeah, in this world where it seems like there's no compassion. There's a bunch of evil. There's wounds everywhere there. There are wounded people walking around Everywhere, some some of the people that you think are the most successful people in the world, dude, zombies. Okay, so I'm, I'm gonna let you in on a little <laughs> a little too personal. There are days that I have watched the Johnny Depp Amber Heard testimony. So I've been watching the Amber Heard Johnny Depp trial. Not every day, but there are days that I'm just enthralled by it, and I do mean enthralled because it is like a movie. It's like a like. I can't believe what I'm watching top yeah, down. Yeah, like,
0: I, like, I got like paranoia narratives in my head. I'm like, this is just a ruse for ratings and crap. Yeah, this is completely There's mistaken. a part
1: of me that has asked that. I'm like, this has got to be fake. Yeah. like This is worse than Judge Judy. Right. I watched Johnny <laughs> Depp on the, on the stand and I'm like, okay, he's either on something, he's doing a really good job acting, or he's really shy to be in front of in a crowd of people, but he's an actor. Yeah, you don't know. You don't know, and I'm not judging him, but I was like, this is might be one of the funniest things I've seen because it's just how he was answering, and he had little, and then she gets on there, and I'm like, it, I'm like, she, what? Did she answer that? Really? She's, Dude, after two or three days, I hadn't watched it since. There was one week where I was just enthralled. I walked away from there, and I felt my heart went out to them. I was like, these are wounded people. Yeah. And, and, there's, and you know, there's,
0: there's not one person to blame in that situation. I, I looked at that and I very, it very much resonated with me from things I experienced. And I was like, this is a situation where you can tell, yeah, something happened. Like both parties did something wrong. Yeah, and, and then it probably continued to perpetuate. And then, and then now you can see both of these individuals are just like, you well, and broke. So what happens? I walk right? away from there and I'm like,
1: these are very wounded people. And my heart went out to them. I was like, man, I, I felt pity for them. As, as quote unquote successful as they are, as rich as they are, as whatever as they are. And, and dude, I'm a huge Pirates of the Caribbean guy. I love the movies. Think, think that's one of the greatest series of movies where, you know, each movie was good. And, and then, and then I did hear, oh, they got into their, their history. Yeah. Her dad's not around. He was abused by his. You know, I mean, there was substance abuse. There was, I mean, it's like these are wounded. These are wounded individuals who who made it big, act, being an actor and actress, and and did who? some good stuff. And 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 all intensive purposes, looking the world, looking at them would think
0: uber successful, right? You made it to Hollywood, you made and and, but it's not. It's actually probably just it's really bad, like. And I just and and those wounds they had probably perpetuated further wounds.
1: Yeah, and and look at what it's done to their relationship, right? This is what I don't know how many times she's been married, but this is like Johnny Depp's third or fourth marriage. Mm. I mean, that's that's not the way things are supposed to be. He has kids not with her, who are watching their dad go through this. Like, do you want to see your dad go through that? Well, what's that doing to these girls? Yeah, it's creating wounds in them. Right. Like, how embarrassing? How sad? How?
0: But that's where we think it's normal, right? Because all of the lack of healing that has happened with a lot of people's wounds. I mean, even look at, like, our political environment. And, like, people are wounded about different things that are uh, fueling that. And the generations and years and the lack of healing, it's it's just continued to cause pain, right? And, like, and then and and into where now, like, the problem people are trying to solve is, like, well, how do we heal these wounds? Because mm-hmm. we're so far from the root cause now of what happened. That, like, How do we heal this?
1: Well, the hope is is that you can. Yep. You have to be vulnerable. You have to be willing to take a deep look inside. Recognize that, let's just take Johnny Depp, for example. He has to not carry around the guilt and shame of being an abused
0: son. Right. If that really happened. Well, and also if he is an abuser, he has to also not carry that around. He has to, he has to move past that at some point. He needs to ask for forgiveness. Yep. Yep.
1: But, but what have we said before? What doesn't get transformed gets transferred.
0: Yep. So there's an interesting theory around that too. Like same, same concepts in, in racism, right? Like mm -hmm. there's a, there's a book I haven't finished. It's called my, my grandmother's hands. I forgot who wrote it. Sorry. Um, I started reading it because there was there was that same concept of like kind of generational like pain mm-hmm. right that comes through and it's like yeah like you know that pain continues because it wasn't healed it was transferred right, right. and so you know a lot of the the stuff that our nation's done in that place is, is is pushed forward and even though someone else in a several generations below have you know may not have experienced it to be clear some have some haven't but it carries forward because it's not healed right that fear that wound you know. <clears throat> not to not to take it too deep that way, but it's it's, no, a, it's a it's a very real fact.
1: It's a very real fi- it's a very real wound too, <clears throat>
0: right? And and so it's 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 definitely
1: a thing. So I just think, but I, but I want to say, you know, there's hope there. No, there's hope that things being brought to light is good. Yeah, and and there's hope it's in painful, that. It's, it's painful, but it's painful, but it's good. And the hope is that. You can get you can you can recognize it. You can get you can get in, in this momentum of recognizing these wounds. You know, in, in my case, asking God to come in, show me where these are, help me work through these. If, if you have to go to a counselor or a mental coach, that's fine. That's there's nothing wrong with that at all. If you need to talk to some friends, if you need to, you know, that there's hope in that you're never too far gone to get healed. Yeah. That's the one.
0: Well, unless you're dead, unless you're dead, that's true. <laughs> Sorry. Well, and and,
1: the, and and then you know, if, if you're a Christian, you'll be healed completely. Yeah. And so your hopes, even in that, yeah, that's that's why a Christian should never despair.
0: Yeah. But except for if you read Lamentations. Yeah,
1: but if you get to the end of that, that's not despair. <laughs> you did it. The point of Lamentations is that all of this is worthless without God. Yeah. Right. But. So, I'm, so I sort of misquoted. It was Genesis. It wasn't what the devil meant. It was what you what you meant for evil. God used for good. It was a story of Joseph who was sold into slavery and then rose to become prominent. Yeah. Paul writes, God will work all things out for good.
0: Yeah. Same same sort of deal, but... Well, and I think that's also like, you know, we've talked about Viktor Frankl before, right? Right, he had hope in the concentration Dude, camps. Like, and it's, it's such a... Bad, sad story and all that sort of right. stuff. And there were tons of people who didn't make it. But then you look at what happened. Mm-hmm. Like he lost his wife mm-hmm. <laughs> and his kids, yeah. right? And then, and I'm and I've I've watched videos of him on YouTube and like you know some of his old conversations and, and things like that. It's like this dude's the nicest person you probably yeah. ever meet, right? Yeah. And 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 I'm sure he wakes up every day and he's like, I remember that. You're never gonna forget that. You right? shouldn't. You know, and you shouldn't. But he lives a, a happy and fruitful life you know well and so yeah and and, it, and if that can happen like that's right i agree you can, anybody can get past it it's right. just it's going you're going to find your own journey and to
1: get there. and again when you say get past you don't mean not remember you no. don't mean don't let it affect you mean let you, you what you're saying i'm speaking for you now but what you're saying is thank is you. Use it to live your life. Right. Still go live your life to the fullest. Either use it to motivate you to live your life or get healed from
0: it so that you can live your right. life. Yeah, I, and, and this is actually something that I, I kind of...
1: Or get healed of it and let it motivate you to live your yeah. life. You, it's well, both. Well, me. this
0: is why like I carry that coin around that says memento mori because it's like, remember your death, mm-hmm. right? And, and one of the things that I've sometimes told myself is like, you know... You seem really frustrated right now. You seem really upset. You seem really down. You seem really grumpy. And then I just kind of like, you know what, man? You're you've been in that space for too long. You are not taking advantage of the time that you have been given and the life that you have been given because you're letting these wounds take over. Mm. You know. So let's mm. figure out how to fix that. Yeah. Right. And I think I think it's just super important to. And understand. has
1: that fixing come in one
0: day? No. I mean, mm. there's the and, and no, to be clear, the, there's certain things I don't. I don't know, quote unquote, fix. They're just I'm conditioned that way, right? right and and I right. just I've just had to learn again. Like there, I think the wounds are healed because there's no anger, there's no pain, there's no seeking of revenge, there's no, no. It it doesn't affect the way I decide. Like that's another key signal. Like if <clears throat> if you're like I'm not going to enter in, into a relationship because you know I was abused once or I was hurt once, and so I'm not entering that relationship right. because it's gonna happen. Cool. Like that's okay. That's fine. But if that's your default... Might be very lonely. Right. If, that, if that's your default forever, I would argue you've not really healed from it, right? If that's your reason, right? right? And the wound... I, I wouldn't question it. Maybe I'm, I could be wrong. Like it's probably
1: a, a trust wound.
0: Yeah, for sure, right? You know? And those are hard, right? Like, right. Because you got to... Trust is the hardest. One of the hardest. Because you got to... Like, I mean, the easiest way to do that is just get comfortable with getting screwed over. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 that's just... Like, that's my best... That's my best advice. Become a nihilist and don't care. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's it's helped me in the, the business world to just feel like oh, like, like like people will be like, Why are you not worried about that? I'm like, 'cause I'm gonna get hurt either way, so let's just go. But you don't know that though. Yeah. I mean, you don't, right? You know it's a flip of a coin. And and but that's where it's like I remember like, you know, talking about wounds and, and But trust. you have to get to a point where mm-hmm. if I get hurt or not, it's not gonna keep me from taking a step forward. Right, right. And that that was that's the key thing. Like I you know one thing I learned from my wife that was really positive is, you know, she, she was like, I, te- I, <laughs> I remember the first time she told me this, she's like, you know, I just, I just assume everyone's good and I see the best in everyone. And I was like, that's crap. <laughs> I, I was like, that never works. That's a guaranteed recipe to get owned. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Basically I was like, you do realize that's how you're going to take advantage of it. Oh, like that. You do know why this has happened. And, um, and, But then, you know, it's, 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 it's healed me and changed me a lot in my years because actually, you know, it is good to look at it that way, you know, assume that everybody is, you know, mostly in the right mind and probably thinking about doing, they have all of the intentions to do the right thing, but it might be their own, like, you know, perception or, or something like that, that is convincing them they're doing Mm -hmm. the right thing, which is hurting you, right? And... And that's them, right? And that's that's not. You don't have to have a negative perspective on all those things. You know what I mean? Um, so, so, you have any other points you want to make? Because then it's it's question time. No. Um, I'm okay. Yeah, um, that's gonna sound like I was crazy. I just told you I was okay. Uh, <laughs> the um, what would you so? So I do think wounds are strengths, right? I think you have to be vulnerable to heal. Um, I think you know sitting with an open wound, so to speak, makes you feel hopeless, right? You can't get past it. I think mm-hmm. it's pretty implied from that. Um, the hard question time. What What do you think is one of probably your biggest wounds, and how has it also been probably one of your best strengths, right? Or maybe it's not a strength. Maybe it's just something that comes back. It doesn't have to be the biggest one because you might cry on me and I don't want to, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> no, I choke I'll, down my emotions real I'll, deep I'll, like I'm I'll supposed give, to. I'll give you a hug if you need to.
1: Thank you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm gonna, going to go in a way you probably didn't think, but it was from my childhood being made fun of for being fat. No, no, it makes sense. And it shaped my self perception of who I see myself as. So while I currently need to lose weight, I say that not, not, I mean, it just as a fact to, to be healthy, but in college, I was buff. I mean, I was big, I was muscular. I'd li- I mean, in high school. So in high school, I, I, so I was like, Four foot nothing and dumpy, right? Looked like a, I mean, I was just a butterball. In high school. I, I prefer the term dumpling. <laughs> dumpling. <laughs> I, uh, I shot up to over six foot tall, thinned up, and then started lifting weights with my friends in high school. Yeah. Kept it up in college, got got real muscular to the point that um, one weekend I come home and my girlfriend, who's now my wife, was like, are you doing steroids? And I was like, mm-mm, no. Thinking about it. Yeah. (laughs) I'm thinking about it though. Is that okay? Would that be okay with you? No? Oh, okay. No, and I didn't. but, um, But even what I'm saying that is though, even in that being in shape, I still saw myself as being a fat guy. Yeah. I remember thinking that like, I'm still not in shape enough. I'm still not, you know, good enough. And it, dude, it took till I was, in my late thirties before I realized that this was still affecting my self image Mm -hmm. and creating a low self esteem for myself because there's nothing wrong with sitting here and saying, I need to lose weight because you know you need to lose weight for health. There's nothing wrong with saying, you know, it's not healthy to be this way. I should drop some poundage and and it just leave it at that. Like, Hey, I need to eat healthier. I need to be, everybody should, you you should treat your body right. You shouldn't, you should do things to be healthy. It's another thing to, use that to make that, make you, um, not bold to make you timid or to make you mm. have a low self-esteem, a low value of yourself, not yeah. think of yourself as high as you should. And I mean, when I opened myself up to that, when I, when I sat down and, and I just said, God, show me where this is coming from. Um, cause it wasn't from my parents. They never said one thing to me. Yeah. And, you know, one time I asked, I can't remember if it was mom or dad. They might have been together, but I want to say it was probably mom. It might have been dad. I don't know. I said, why didn't y'all ever, like when I was going through, and, and dude, it wasn't a long stage. We're talking like fifth to eighth grade I was fat. and high school, Like in high school I started running, losing weight, you know. And then it wasn't again until I got married and comfortable that I've gotten fat again. But that's that's a whole different. thing. I got
0: nobody to press it. Right, that's a have. whole
1: different thing. I'm happy now. That's this is happy weight, you know. But uh, I did ask Ken. I, I can't remember, so I'm just going to say them. I asked them like, why didn't you say anything to me? Why didn't you say, hey, push away from the table or, you know, you don't need that hamburger or <laughs> so something, you yeah. know, right? yeah, is. that is horrible.
0: And I wouldn't say, that. but I was asking. <laughs> why, why don't you push away from the table? <laughs> I that's, that's <laughs> God awful. Sorry. <laughs>
1: My two brothers are getting to eat pot roast and potatoes. What not, are you eating? Not I'm Pat. eating a salad. <laughs> I'm going
0: to eat this carrot. <laughs> I'm going to eat a carrot. <laughs> Five feet away I from the I asked why, why
1: didn't you say anything? And the answer was profound. And, it, and, and the reason was right, their answer was right. And, and again, I can't remember who I asked. So I'm just, that's what I'm saying Them, But they said, cause we didn't, because we didn't want you to find your value. Or think that your value came just from that. Right. Or that you didn't have value. Or that we didn't love you. Or that we thought something was wrong with you. And if we would have thought that there was a health issue, like a legit, like you're on the verge of being type 2 diabetic or something, we would have. But that's the parent's role to step in to do right by their kid. Right. They said, we felt like you were just going through a stage, middle school, you are built differently than your brother's. You know, and they were right. Like I said, by the time high school rolled around, I I slimmed up, grew tall, hit a growth spurt. I mean, in college, I was down to like 10% body fat. I remember going and getting tested at Tech. They did the measurements and all that. But how I had gotten treated by kids at school had affected me so much that even through that time, I still thought of myself as a fat guy, as a big guy, not in a good sense. And it affected my self-esteem. I did, a, I did a real good job of hiding it, you know, joking around. being, and, and it didn't hold me back for the most part. Like I still went on to college, still went on to have fun, still went on to have great friendships. It wasn't any of my close friends, so it's not like it was anybody that, you know, um, that I was hanging around with or anything. But it wasn't until I was in my late 30s that this came to mind. Yeah. And, dude, I'm talking like when it came to mind, I started weeping because I was remembering things that were said to me in like third grade. Right. And I'm talking, this is what's that 30 years ago, you know? And I was like, God, just help me have, help me see myself the way you see me. Yeah. And immediately what I thought, I'm going to say what I heard. It wasn't an audible voice, but like in your conscience, you know, what Mm. I, what I heard or what I thought was your beloved son. Mm. And, that's all I that's all I needed. You are valued. Yeah. And and I, and it but it took it took that vulnerability. Now that's now that's a pretty elementary example maybe. That's not like no, but it's losing a child. But it's or, important to you,
0: right? It's, right. It, it affected and my and that's s- a key point. Like, for life. That's your yeah. wound. Right? That's right. So it you, it you doesn't matter if somebody else got the same wound and they handed it fine. It didn't bother right. them, but it's your wound. But right? I often, and, but, and you got to walk through So you
1: it. asked a big one. And the reason I say that it was big is because I often think about that and I think, what things might I have, tr- might I have tried when I was younger if I had thought better about myself Yeah, that I didn't? Because I was embarrassed of who I was, yeah, even through college when I wasn't fat, yeah, and I wasn't fat, I mean I mean, I just wasn't I, I mean, I go back and look at pictures and now I'm like, man, I'd give my right arm to be in that and get a shape like that, you know what I'm saying like yeah. I, and and uh but it had it had it had affected my perception of me, so i was I wasn't necessarily a shy guy in a group, but I would never ask a girl out, yeah. I would I never had a girlfriend before I finally had, my wife is my first girlfriend and only girlfriend. I never dated. I never, you know, not that I want to, I'm I sort of, she'd beat you up as she would have. And, <laughs> and you know what, that's sort of a sweet story because my wife can now say that I never, and, and I'm glad I can say that I can tell my kids that whatever I only dated your mama. That's it. Yeah. But I can't say that. And there's, (laughs) man, Lindsay can't say that. She's had boyfriends and I don't care. I mean, people date in high school, you have boyfriends and girlfriends. That's, that's, uh, I mean, come on, let's grow up a little bit. That happens. But I'm saying not that I have the desire now that I wished I would have dated girls. I I love my wife. I don't have that desire, but I'm saying a, of a, a product of being made fun of in third, fourth, fifth grade for being fat made me shy around girls. Mm-hmm. ask Lindsay how I asked her out I didn't ask her out in person I, I went home and then called where she worked and talked to her over the phone <laughs> because, of, because of that mm-hmm. like and she was like yeah that was weird and I was like yeah it was weird wasn't it I'm surprised you said I, yes <laughs>
0: uh, I, I, one of my high, high school girlfriends the girl that like she like sent me a note and she was like I was new to the school and she like, gave me her number and I, I had a there was a guy that I also had met and he, he like wanted to be friends. And so I was like, oh, what I'll do is I'll call him and like be like, hey man, what's going on? We'll hang out. And I'll be like, hey, you want to like, you know, like three-way dialing was like the big deal. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd be like, and I'll be like, hey. The three-way. Yeah, party been, line. Yeah, i would be like, party line. I, hey, I'm going to call this person as well. You know, we're just going to hang out because I, I need a wing band, right? And I screwed up and I dialed her first. <laughs> and she was like, Matt? And I was like, oh, I'm on my own. <laughs> was <laughs> fun. Uh, buh, 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 <laughs> yeah, buh, 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 exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that
1: was a pretty, I, I, and that was a pretty big wound that I that 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 I didn't even realize till I sat down and got vulnerable. Yeah, like it wasn't cognitive.
0: Yeah, it wasn't something that I thought. Well, you were like shamed, right? Right. And but that, it, that, but that I'm shame saying like created a wound. it
1: never even right. But and it never entered my mind. That my self perception, my self esteem, my self worth came from something that happened when I was eight years old. It just never entered my mind until I sat down with it and 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 started looking at my own identity and why like, why why do I feel this way about myself? Why do I? I don't want to say hate, but yeah, hate myself. Why why am I so down about this? Yeah, and um, I mean when you have the nickname fat pat yeah it stays with you it's because it rhymes that's right because it rhymes and (laughs) and that only was around for a year or two yeah two three but it affected me yeah and it affected my self-esteem all the way till i was till after i was married
0: yeah
1: you know so that's a pretty
0: pretty big one is it a strength now though or is it just something that, like, it's made you wiser and, and you would say you have a more fulfilled and peaceful life from, from healing from it?
1: No, it's, it's uh, both. Yeah. I mean, I got healed of it, so my identity it's, it's is still a changed. The I mean... Not really, and I don't know if it's just because I'm older now, and I'm sort of got the grumpy old man syndrome right. where I don't care what you think about me. <laughs> You're right, I've hit that point now where I'm like, I don't care, and I'm not saying that to be like yeah. to to deflect this. I really just I'm like, I could really care less, you know. Right, I'm the guy like, I'm the guy that would walk around my. If this was the 1980s, I would be the guy that would walk around my house in my whitey titties and not care what anybody thought about me. <laughs> And Lindsay and you, you Taylor and everybody. I have,
0: I have witnessed. <laughs> right. <laughs>
1: so you weren't supposed to say that on the podcast. But, yes, it's okay. You know, but but it has become a strength in the fact that I got more I'm more confident now in who I am because because I know whose I am and that my identity isn't wrapped up in just my physical body. Now again, do I need to lose weight? Yes, but I'm not saying that now because of a sense of identity. I need to lose weight because I want to be healthy and I want to be around for my kids. And I want to be around for my wife, and I want to be around for my grandkids, God willing. You know, that's a whole different reason, though. Yeah, that's a whole different reason than to I got to kill myself. I'm not going to eat. I got to work out. I got to do this because there's a deficiency. Like I don't feel deficient in my identity. Right. I don't feel deficient in my character, or in my that, that sounded bad. There are character issues I need to work on. That they're not necessarily out of wounds. I mean, everybody's just got stuff they need to work on. Right, yeah. um, but. I'm not deficient in that area. And so, yeah, it's become a strength. It's become a strength in that it's made me more confident, a more confident man.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It's crazy, man. That's crazy how something that happened when you were nine can affect you when you're 35.
0: Yeah. Well, and the thing is, you'll probably find another one in five, ten That's years. That's part of it. <clears throat> That's know? part of being healed. Yeah. You know? And it's just like subtle, you know? Yeah. It's definitely happened. Happened to me before, and I've I've, I've
1: seen. Uh, well, this one I've happened. Seen. It was subtle. It was out of the blue. I I was like, yeah. I mean, I I mean, it was a sense of it was a time of meditation and prayer, and I actually was like, what? Yeah, you know, like, yeah. where's this? What's this coming from? And then I started yeah. paying attention to it, and 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 I'm not saying this for everybody, but what I did is, and I think everybody can do this, but what I did was I just said, Holy Spirit, would you? would you come into that dark place and light it up and and show me
0: <laughs> jesus and, dropped the napalm it's right boom! here <laughs> yeah
1: and uh, i said just light it up and light up the dark parts of my heart show me and i and look i don't think you can tell god anything right but this was my prayer so just take it for what it's worth but I, I i i invite you into that place mm-hmm and walk with me through that and show me what you saw and what you you think about me in that. And he took me to the jungle gym I mean, again, this is in my mind. I wouldn't yeah, like bi locating or whatever. Yeah. Like this is a memory. <laughs> like, this is like I there mean, was a couple of shrooms r- r- that were involved here, <laughs> <laughs> right? No, but in my mind, so where I, what I thought was, I immediately thought of this jungle gym and this moment where these girls were calling me Fat Pat, Fat Pat, running around. Yeah. And what I did at the time was what I always do. I laughed and acted like it was a big joke, and then just went on and played with myself. Yeah. Played. Yes. That sounded terrible. Went on and played by myself is what I meant to say. Gosh. Um, now I have to edit it. <laughs> we could have gone faster, but now I have to edit it. <laughs> so I was taken to this jungle gym in my mind, and, and I was like, I remembered this memory that I had to totally forgot. Yeah. And, and just like, you know. And so I just said, you know, God, heal that spot in me. Right. Please, heal this, heal this moment in me. Help me. That's where I said, help me see myself in this moment how you see me. Right. And that's when I heard you're a beloved son. Right. Yeah. So, you know, it just – and then and as big as a wound as that was because it affected me for so long and it, and it did affect my personality, that was one, though, that was, I think, heal, heal, has been healed
0: relatively now. quick.
1: Now, I'll say this. There are still moments where I have to – Consciously be like, okay, yeah. God, like I'm so- reminding myself, yeah. I'm a beloved son of God. That's my identity. I'm a beloved child of God. That's my identity. You know, and so <clears throat> that was, but that was a wound that I had to get healed of. Yeah, and with bullying and everything else, I feel sorry for these kids that, because I I don't consider myself really bullied, I was just getting made fun of. Maybe they would say that's bullying nowadays, but I mean, it wasn't like a day-to-day. Yeah, it wasn't like a day-to-day. I wasn't getting money taken from me. It wasn't like a from her, harassment, yeah. Like, like, I wasn't physical. I, I wasn't afraid to go to school or wasn't somebody, you know. So, uh, you know, with all this bullying and all this mess that's going on, I just, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if kids have always been this mean. Maybe it's because I was sheltered and went to a smaller school growing up, but it just seems like with social media and all this, they, like they've just gotten meaner. And as the prophet Mike Tyson said, everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the face. Right. <laughs> and a lot of people <laughs>
0: need to get punched.
1: <laughs> I'm not saying need to get punched, but a lot of people are brave on social media when they wouldn't be brave to your face. Yeah. Yeah. You know,
0: well, that's the, the communication style. So, yeah. Well, and I think also for things like that, it's just, it's also kind of interesting because when you suffer multiple wounds, I think sometimes they mask each other. Right. You know, right. Cause like, different types of wounds can create the same feeling and, and then you'll and then yeah you'll come to these realizations you're like whoa I, that thing's really actually affected me a whole mm-hmm, lot like mm-hmm. the the stars finally aligned and dang right. that hurts and like yeah. and and you gotta go you gotta go deal with it I know that's happened to right. me in like several situations and I'm like oh that sucks <laughs> And and I would also say to anyone
1: listening that don't take any thing that you th- that you might think well that's nothing big that's nothing small is not something to deal with yeah it might be what we would say a quote-unquote small wound it mm-hmm. might be it might not be as big as i mean i'm not saying that my wound that i just talked about was as big as somebody that's been abused right i wouldn't say that
0: but or has like an eating disorder or something right. like that right but
1: i still needed to deal with it and if and if little if something small comes up and it's like this is sort of affecting me why it's really not that big a deal well go ahead and just deal with it then yeah you know, pray, do what you have to do, ask God to show you or whatever, whatever your process, like I only know how to get healed from wounds one way right? and that's spiritually with the Lord. Yeah. I mean, that's how I would tell anyone to do it, but you know, go to counseling if that's your, way I mean, whatever it is, if it, there's nothing too small that you can't be dealt with. See the yeah. difference between the military guy that has a physical wound, the hopeful thing about emotional, spiritual, and mental wounds is that they can be healed. Yeah, you don't have to be stuck with them forever. Yeah, you might be stuck with the memory of them. That's okay, but you can receive healing from them. Yeah, I, to some degree, even people with physical healing uh, wounds can get healed. But I mean, like, barring a miracle, you're not going to like grow an arm or leg back. You know, that's what unless I, that's you're a lizard. My,
0: unless you're a lizard, man. Which that day is coming. COVID vaccine. <laughs> All right. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> it's the 5g lizard man <laughs> i just
1: got us banned from every social media
0: <laughs> world you dumb republicans <laughs> no i'm not one of them yeah this is that um I appreciate you sharing that i think that's very really yeah. relatable uh to a lot of folks so what would be the the i think the last advice you'd give to somebody who's who's had a wound and and is currently like Hasn't really sorted it out yet. What would you say would be the first step? Um, sit down with
1: yourself. A lot, of, a lot of us aren't willing to be alone with ourself. No. And you'll never, I don't think you'll ever fully come to the realization or the recognition of things that have hurt you if you're not willing to be alone by yourself. Yeah. And then immediately after that, or maybe in conjunction with that is if you sit down with yourself and something comes up, don't, don't carry the guilt or shame of that around. Yeah. Don't, don't think because you've thought that, or I've been wounded this way, it's me, but you, but recognize the wound and then get to the process of healing it. Right. You know, sit alone with yourself and if something comes up, don't think it too small don't think it in, you know. As a as a pastor, I would say, you know, if you sit down with yourself and you start thinking about things, and something small comes up, that may be the gentle way that God is taking you through, getting you healed. He mm. might not start with the big, the big canon. He might start with the small thing that allows you just to to get some victory in your life to to just keep moving forward. But I would say, sit alone with yourself and really take an internal categorization or an internal list of what, what is it that, what is it that's making me anxious? What is it that's making me stressed out, angry? What is it that's keeping me addicted? What is it that I can't? Cause I think that a lot of times those things come from wounds that we've experienced when we were younger. Yeah. And I think in that, in that we should be hopeful because you can always do that. You're never too old to start healing. You're you're never past a point of being able to be healed. That's the hope. You're not too far gone. No one is too far gone.